Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Starting Small Music Podcast. I'm your host, Justin McCormick, and today we have a very special guest with us. We have Dylan Williams, guitarist for Jordan Davis. I got to meet up with Dylan a couple weeks ago to do this interview, and it was great getting to talk to him, and it was such a high-energy show. You're going to hear Dylan's story of growing up in Indiana, what first got him into music, his time getting a music business degree, hanging out with Peyton Manning backstage, and more. I hope you guys enjoy the episode, and we'll see you at the end. Just keep a smile on your face and it'll be okay. Try not to be bitter. You gotta do it either way. Keep a smile on your face and it'll be okay. So when life throws a jab, you gotta duck out of the way. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Starting Small Music Podcast. Today we have Dylan Williams with us, guitarist for Jordan Davis. How are you doing today? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks so much for com- coming on the show. So getting around your story, you grew up in Indiana. What was your childhood like? Oh, childhood was great, very chill, kind of Midwestern upbringing. Um, grew up in a kind of small, medium town. Uh, grandfather and mom's side of the family was in the farming a lot, so I kind of got to go around in a, on the weekends, kick around on the four-wheelers in the fields and stuff, but <laughs> mostly kind of a city upbringing. Um, got involved with music real early and had a family that was very supportive, you know, had had them coming out to my early, like, school band concerts and stuff. Uh, I was always really drawn to music, kind of wound up being a, a first love that that stuck and threw a lot of luck and... Uh, kind of hanging in, hanging in there has turned into a bit of a career. I guess and call it a career. <laughs> For <laughs> so, sure. I'm not sure if I do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah um, always involved with it, and then wound up going to college for a music business degree. Um, by then, I was playing guitar. That's when I really kind of got hooked uh, with music and became very consuming and just spending all my free time practicing, listening to records. Um, and yeah, a guy I was playing on campus a lot. And a guy I started playing with in school wound up signing a deal and got to hit the road with him for a while and uh, had a lot of fun, made a lot of memories, some great friends, and uh, yeah, and it just kind of stuck with me. I moved to Nashville shortly after that, and uh, here we are, pretty much. That's awesome. So uh, when you were growing up, did you grow up in a musical family at all, or is uh, music something you kind of you discovered on your own? Um, a bit of both. Like, my parents didn't actually play a lot, necessarily. I would hear about some people in my extended family uh, that were always musical, you know. It, it was nothing like professional, quote unquote. Um, not that there's, you know, that means it's good or bad, but just people like hanging out at home, playing and stuff, playing piano. I had a great grandpa that apparently played the saw, because <laughs> of the thing, like. Um, so there's definitely like kind of heard about musicality being, you know, in the family a bit, but it, it wasn't like a house where I was growing up, you know, surrounded by instruments and the parents playing it all the time. For sure. Way, so, a bit of both, I guess. So, even though music wasn't being, uh, like, played, actually, what what was, like, being played like, kind of over the radio? What were your parents into? Like, your first introduction into music that oh, kind of yeah. got you into it? So, in terms of appreciation and listening, my parents are you're very musical in that sense. Um, they're both into, like, great singer-songwriters, uh, Bob Dylan, Billy Joel, a couple favorites, and they were always playing those records around the house. So, I definitely, uh, you know, kind of more like classic rock, but, you know, vintage music, whatever you want to call it at this point, was definitely going around the house a lot and perhaps influenced me because those were the records that really hooked me as a guitar player 
at first too. I was listening to Almond Brothers and Leonard Skinner, a lot of classic rock, Southern rock, like Pink Floyd, Zeppelin, all you know, all the greats. Um, so a lot of that older music definitely influenced me. Yeah. yeah. So how old were you then when you picked up the guitar? I was 16 or 17. Uh, my mom had this little like old classical guitar, and she they had, she had taken some lessons on in college, and I you know got to picking around with that and wound up having some friends that were playing in bands in high school. So yeah, 16, 17. And were you guys doing covers mostly at that time when you were joining bands, or were they already doing like original material? Um, mostly covers, you know, for sure. Anything I was involved with. Um, I was drawn really early to be like a sideman. Um, I actually interned at a recording studio in high school as well, and got to know you know a couple like local studio musicians that were working in Indianapolis and a little bit other studios around the region. And I kind of fell in love with that side of it. I wanted to be, you know, I was more drawn to kind of being a craftsman, you know, instrumentalist. Um, I enjoy writing and coming up with stuff, but. I just always wanted to pull stuff on, off on guitar. For sure. Primarily. Now, senior year, uh, you said you went, you ended up going to college for music business. Was there anything else you were considering, or maybe even just going straight into trying to tour, or did you know you wanted to go to college? So, in hindsight, I, I wish I had been a little more, uh, you know, had a little bit more direction. Uh, personally, <laughs> I went to school. You know, it is what a lot of people were doing. Felt like the path I didn't have. You know, coming from relatively small town it you know what I get to do now playing on some you know be a part of some big festivals and, and do some really fun shows and been touring you know for several years uh, I never foresaw any of that I just it would you know didn't seem to me like I would ever actually have a shot in the you know entertainment business um, so yeah I wasn't I was a little too shy or you know a little too scared to try uh, really drive on to that dream and chase it directly at first um so but for me you know on the flip side i think going to school kind of getting involved with music in a safe environment you know i was working in the recording studio playing guitar for every band and artist on campus uh school events whatever any you know anybody would let me get up there and play i'd do it and i think that was a good like environment to cut my teeth in a bit um, even though it wasn't planned out very well. <laughs> <laughs> now, kind of piggybacking off that, we were talking before we started that I'm from Indiana, too. And yeah. kind of, I feel like, um, going off what you were saying, I feel like there's kind of like a Midwest mindset where it's just typical for everyone to go go to college, get a 9 to 5. Did you kind of feel pressures like that, like uh, when you were aspiring to go into music at a younger age? And well, how did you deal with that? Yeah, I definitely did. I mean, I, I still feel that pressure. You know, it's... Uh, there's no such thing as like arriving or making it in an entertainment business, maybe not in life in general. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's always you know going to be a bit riskier than other forms of making a living. Um, my parents uh, didn't drill that into me too much. Um, definitely, like around the family, there's some of that. You know, I always felt like, again, like I said, I was I was a little shy, scared to like fully kind of be all in myself. Um, that took a while to be comfortable. I, I still barely like call myself a musician <laughs> these days, honestly. Like, it, it, even though I've been fortunate to have some, you know, neat tour opportunities and I said neat, <laughs> neat. It was neat. Um, yeah, that's a tricky thing. But at the end of the day, it's just a labor of love that I've never been able to put down. You know, I think 
if I've done anything right, it, you know, to wind up on a on a good touring gig and, and get to really do it, um, it's just like it's more like emotional. Like even if my head's saying like whoa whoa whoa, like are you sure you're gonna make a good living next year? What's you know what are you doing? I, my gut, I've just never been able to put it down. Or exactly. Like, really watch away. So I I think you have to have something like you have to have a really strong internal drive one way or the other uh, to make things work out. Totally. Now take me back to making the decision to move to Nashville and those first couple months, what do they look like when you first get to town? Um, so a bit of a mixed bag. I, I moved into town fairly cold. Like I knew I had a couple connections um, that wound up becoming good friends uh, and, and as well as like work associates. Um, so I'd met a couple people on the road from my early touring experiences. Um, nothing was like set up. So I moved to town uh, 2009. Um, it was, let's see, beginning of 2011, I would say, before I was really like touring full time. Mm -hmm. So had you know had a serving job, just kind of making ends meet for that first year and a half. Um, did a few gigs, uh, but it took about a year and a half to like really get busy. And even saying that, I feel like I was pretty lucky. Sure. Um, you know, and then you know, a couple like dry spells along the way, but. Um, yeah, man, more or less I've been able to do this full time for about 15 years. Uh, in Nashville, you know, it took a while to, to wind up on the gig with Jordan, which is definitely the highest profile thing I've been able to do. Um, that was about seven years in or so. Uh, the connections that kind of got me there, it's honestly a couple broad strokes from like my very first touring experience ever. Mm -hmm. It's like just kind of met, some, you know, uh, the, the number of people of connections that it took for me to get here a very small number <laughs> like but it just worked out that way kind of took uh, some years to get there but um yeah now did you start on the Broadway circuit at all or were you just serving kind of trying to make connections like for auditions and stuff outside of that you know I never did Broadway I would be happy to I, you know I in Nashville that's definitely um, kind of like a, a specific scene in of itself mm -hmm. like certain circuit players or like doing the different shifts and different gigs and, and you know you can work your way up and do really well on Broadway so, um, and go home and sleep in your own bed <laughs> which sounds great to me For sometimes sure. um, so yeah never did that I did some gigs that were similar in terms of like doing you know a four-hour gig multiple sets and it, it's mostly covers I, you know I have done that thing before but just never done on Broadway For sure. <laughs> So take me through like the audition process or how you ended up getting into Jordan's band. Yeah, so I never technically auditioned for Jordan. I did, uh, I have auditioned for other gigs before. Um, and that process, you know, can be pretty intimidating. It can feel like uh, you just gotta go in with like even expectations and kind of do your thing and not overthink it too much. Um, it's, uh, you know, you're in a, like a rehearsal space and there's like a couple people just you don't have an audience, obviously. You have like two people, the artist maybe, and like, you know, a couple other people on the team that are uh, watching everybody. And it, you know, it can feel a little bit like a cow call, a little, you know, it's uh, it's intimidating. But um, where I'm at now, I didn't audition. It was just uh, basically from knowing Jordan's manager from yeah. other gigs I worked on. Um, and they were looking to put together a band and I was lucky enough to get the call and been along for the whole ride. 
that's awesome. Yeah. So what's it been like to kind of see the crowds grow? I mean, you're there as singles you up, like Source at the top as his first big hit. And I mean, now he's uh, gotten even bigger over the years. What's it like to see the crowds grow and the people getting louder as they're singing the songs back? It is real fun. <laughs> There's no, uh, no, you know, no way to uh, downplay that, honestly. Like, it's it, just such a rush of energy to have people singing back every word, you know, some nights, and uh, really thankful to get to do it like this. Like I said, um, I Jordan's manager will bring up all the time this moment when Singles You Up, which was Jordan's first single, uh, when I was first getting promoted on the radio, and I was just starting to see that, just mm -hmm. starting to see, oh, hey, people know this song. Yeah. And I'd played for a laundry list of other artists and never really had that experience before. <laughs> so uh, George Major always jokes around. I said something like, I didn't know this could work. Like, I, the only example I had was you doing, you know, with lots of love and fun memories, fun music, all of that. But, uh, you know, I've played to less enthusiastic crowds a lot. Yeah. Uh, as any, you know, professional musician or entertainer has, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, Total Rush uh, going from there. And yeah, it's just kind of been like a slowly growing snowball, get more singles out. Now there's more tunes that people are familiar with. Um, and it's, you know, it's all about having hits at the end of the day or, you know, just songs that have a long reach um, and bring people out and they're excited to hear them. And, you know, fast forward to now, uh, where you know we close the show with By Dirt and there's kind of a crowd sing along at the end mm -hmm. and it's an incredible you know every night I'm shocked when you've got thousands of people and you know singing that song back at us and uh, real special for Jordan obviously and for all of us to be along for it it's awesome and then I don't know what it's like from your perspective but I feel like next thing you know is just taking him to a whole nother level as an artist yeah. I feel like anytime I turn the radio on that song's playing uh, is that the loudest one that's being sung back right now or which song is like the loudest uh, in the crowd right now um, you know by dirt like that like I was just describing that response is pretty huge now caveat that's also the only time I take my in-ears out and actually hear the crowd quite so I, I might not even have like the best gauge in that next thing you know is definitely been like a game changer um really awesome to have such a strong follow-up to buy dirt because that was a big song for jordan as well and now we've uh got another one that's kind of doing the same thing uh by a lot of like metrics even more so growing in uh and it was a two-week number one which is awesome uh so yeah that seems to be taking the ball even farther down the field for sure and uh definitely gonna be a crowd favorite for a while for sure. Yeah. Now, you guys got to do something cool. You guys actually got to hang out with Peyton Manning. I saw yes. one uh, when you guys were in Indianapolis a, a while ago. Take me through that night. Did you get to have any fun exchanges with him? And what was he like? Yeah, Peyton is awesome. He's <laughs> is he, as far as I can tell, just salt of the earth. Really, um, he seems like uh, grounded. He's worked really hard for his success, but and feels like thankful. And you know, I got to witness him just as a music fan because he's like hanging out backstage at a couple shows we did and and you know he'll even just be on the side stage watching us play and just like any other guy that is in the music so it's really fun to see him kind of out of his, his you know well-known element in, in the nfl obviously uh just kind of as a fan and he, he's been super cool to jordan and all of us and the crew yeah That's really cool. special to get to do that because 
I am a huge Colts fan. <laughs> uh, no, I'm a Packers fan, man. <laughs> well, yeah, you're from up here. I, I get that. Yeah, but the, you got the you got the Bears, you got the Colts, Packers. I feel like there's so yeah. many different teams that you got in this region. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the Colts, or excuse me, I like the Packers and the Bears too. Yeah. That's funny. That regional love. <laughs> so you guys are on a big uh, headlining tour, and you're also on tour with uh, Dirk Bentley right now. But you guys have had the honor of like uh, opening for so many big people on tour, like yeah. Old Dominion, Kane Brown. Do you have a favorite that, tour that you've been on? Is it the current one? Um, so they, yeah, a lot of great memories from all these artists. Um, I think the last couple have been really hard to beat. So Luke Combs last year, um, just such a great camp. Luke's awesome personally. Um, and with Dirks, uh, it, it's kind of similar where just the vibes are great backstage. Everyone's cool, respectful, professional, um, a lot of fun. And, and I love watching those guys shows too. You know, great bands like obviously I'm, you know, paying attention to the other musicians in the in the group and like uh yeah, those last couple tours have been kinda just hit every base. Been awesome. For sure. Yeah. Now I like to close my interviews by asking, what's a piece of advice you've learned along your journey that you give to the younger musicians out there that are looking for some advice? Yeah, well it's probably there's no secrets, there's no like shortcuts to anything. Um you gotta do it out of love. You gotta do it because you want to do it in your room without any, anyone knowing. And if you are fortunate enough to have people, you know, know and appreciate what you're doing or your music, um, that's amazing. But I don't think you can pursue it for that. You know, you gotta do it out of love for yourself. And then if you do want to make a career out out of it, bless you. It's tough. Um, and you just gotta be ready to dig in and you know have it not be glamorous all the time probably going to take a while for anything to really get moving uh and all of that's okay it can all be worth it and wonderful but yeah just do it out of love do it for the music first well guys there you have it my interview with dylan williams dylan thank you again so much for coming on the show i had a great time talking with you everyone go follow him on instagram at dill for real and make sure to come back next week to hear my conversation with hit songwriter Ben Williams. Check out Starting Small Music on YouTube to see all the video content from our interviews. And also, follow Starting Small Music on Instagram at Starting Small Music and let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast next.